All right, people, what's going on? I'm Carrie Fox, and I'm not here to make friends. Uh, let's get into it. First of all, um, let me address this before we get to the show. <laughs> um, I, I'm, like, not a mentally healthy person, so any barrier to me getting things done is going to be magnified like 3,000% if uh, if I don't want to do something. So I am just going to take editing completely out of the occasion. Let me just move this microphone. I feel like it's getting knocked around a bit. Um, I'm going to take editing completely out of the occasion. Equation? Equation? Because, um, yeah... I'm already struggling. I'm already struggling to get this podcast out. And <laughs> I'm sorry, it's not for it's not for lack of like enjoying the podcast. I love this podcast and I love The Bachelorette. And like this is what I would love to do. Like this is my dream job. But oh, swallowing noise. I'm so sorry. Um this but I just I can't I can't I'm, I'm incompetent. I'm physically incompetent of 90% of the things that you need to do in order to like stay alive on this earth. So I'm going to try and cut as much effort as I possibly can from the podcast. And hopefully that way I won't crash and burn and I will be able to keep the podcast going for as long as I possibly can because I'm, I'm foreseeing if I go at the same pace and try and like edit the podcast all nice, like I have been doing, um, I'm going to burn out and, uh, yeah, just cause I'm, I'm, I'm incompetent. I'm completely incompetent. So I'm going to make it as easy as possible and just have a whole, whole one, one shot wonder that, uh, that we can just have, and you can listen to it, and no music, don't give a fuck about the music, even the music, even literally editing in the music is, like, stressful for me, oh, I, I turned away from the mic to swallow, just, I'm learning, I'm learning, um, yeah, even putting in the music is stressful for me, so I'll give you a little taste, um, if you're missing Jeffrey a little bit, just, just here's a little reminder. All the wings of love. Awesome. Awesome. Amazing. Um, okay, let's get into it. So Wheel of Fortune, uh, which is what this podcast is based on. Just kidding. It's the Bachelorette podcast, if you hadn't already realized. Um, Wheel of Fortune, though, is on TV before Bachelorette. One second. I'm going to fix my mic while this plane's going by. All right. Um, Bachelorette. Okay, but that is not what I want to talk about right now. The Wheel of Fortune is before Bachelorette on Monday nights on ABC. Uh, Eastern time, I think, is when I'm watching it. Who knows? I don't even know what time zone I'm in. Um, yeah, so Wheel of Fortune always has a way to just get my motor going. I don't know what it is, but Wheel of Fortune is so fun. It's so fun to watch. And I, I guessed the puzzle before somebody else did. And it's so satisfying. You're like, I'm smart. I'm so smart. Anyway, I just wanted to note that. Because if you follow my Twitter, which is um, at 
N. Oh God, this struggle. Oh, it's right here. At NHTMF underscore podcast. That's my Twitter. If you follow me on Twitter, um, usually before the show, I'm tuned in about like five, ten minutes of Wheel of Fortune beforehand. And I'm probably going to start watching the whole thing beforehand because I realized how much fun it is. So you'll probably see me tweet along to uh, Wheel of Fortune. So that can be fun. Maybe that can be a little tradition here on Not Here to Make Friends. Oh, my God. All right. Hometowns. Hometowns. What a day. There's a fucking dog barking outside. Drive me crazy. This is why I moved away from home. Um, not the only reason. <laughs> um, yeah, usually at hometowns we have... Yeah, this was weird about this episode because... Usually we have at least one family who's got, like, a skeptical sibling or, like, one of the family members is, like, kind of, like, going, uh, like, getting a bit hard on The Bachelor or something or whatever. But, like, all of these families were super nice. And they were all, like, so excited about JoJo and stuff. And, like, none of them were... (laughs) concerned at all like they usually are about like the show and how short of a timeline it is and all this stuff they're all just like yeah great we love you which i mean jojo's great so why wouldn't you but uh yeah most of the drama was from things outside the actual families because we got the whole uh robbie and his ex thing excuse me um and what was the other thing Well, we had the whole Chase divorce thing, which was kind of his problem, but, like, it wasn't a huge deal. Uh, Maybe for him it was, but uh, not for me. Not part of that life, you know? I just watch it on TV. Oh, the Jordan thing about uh, not being, not talking to Aaron. Yeah, Aaron? (laughs) Have they talked about it enough? Because I don't remember his name. Um... Yeah, so we get, (laughs) at the beginning of the show, before Jojo, like, gets to Chase's hometown, oh, Chase, Chase, Chase's hometown, um, Jojo's deliberation shots are always, like, her compulsively, like, flipping her hair out of her face without, like, using her hand, she's always just, like, slightly just, like, flicking her, her face in a weird way to get her hair out of it, and it's, like, (laughs) super weird. I feel like she's done that so many times this season, but you really notice it in the, when she's driving in the car to Chase's date. Uh, anyway, main event, seeing my dad, (laughs) Chase, and, whew, Chase, Chase daddy, uh, um, also, oh man, so we saw Chase and I was immediately afraid that Chase was going to go home. Because usually the first date goes goes home. And I mean, we don't know who goes home because at the end they do like the cliffhanger or whatever. But like immediately that I saw Chase like had the first uh, hometown. I was like, no, because <laughs> I thought he was going to go home. But anyway, I'll get to that later when we talk about the whole cliffhanger thing. Um, Man, what a beautiful view that we were at. Like the little mountain mountain place. They sat up there, had a little picnic. That was so cute. I love that. Um, oh, man. I just want to take this time to, like, remind everyone 
how I was right about Chase and y'all did not believe in him. And I've been saying the entire time that Chase is going to take the whole fucking thing home and that everyone loves Chase. It's just you guys didn't see it when I saw it because I saw it from the beginning. I was like, Chase is a sweetheart. He's got it going on. Like he he's the best. Oh, that's my fucking phone. Sorry. Um, He's the best. And nobody believed me. And then after this episode, everybody was like, oh, I love Chase. I just fell in love with Chase. And it's like, bitch, you haven't been here the whole season just in love like I have. But, you know, it's fine. Uh, I appreciate people finally understanding, like, my love. Some people still think he's boring, though, but whatever. It's about what's inside that counts, people. It's about the love. Oh, man. I'm lucky that I found a man who is like Chase, but he's not boring. <laughs> In fact, he's very funny and enjoyable. Uh, but I won't go on about that. Yep. I feel like I feel like the whole season they were kind of like, marginalizing Chase because they knew it wasn't that interesting and they knew he would make it far and now that the last few episodes are coming there that he's gonna get like a lot more camera time and they're gonna build up this whole like storyline to it because I feel like they've been like trying to find other ways to like make people watch the show with like the villains and all that and all this drama but like now they're getting to the point where they can actually like they actually need to like focus on the relationships in order for people to think that it's actually like possible because they got to fill up like two hours with like two or three guys. Like that's difficult, but somehow they do it every year. Okay. Oh my God. And Chase has his own house. People remember when like he's got money, you know, like, he's got money and and like on his snapchat he's like showing videos of like him renovating his house and stuff and like oh i just love it it's his own house and remember just remember when chris holes uh showed his house on his hometown date and everybody fucking wet themselves well chris no chase's house is way bigger and chase is like way better so like no, nobody else is fucking wetting themselves over Chase, but they did over fucking Farmer Chris. That's all I'm saying. Um, oh, he has a house. Wow. But I told y'all, I was like, Chase is, Chase is like a medical sales rep. Like, he's got money. He's got money. <laughs> and if I were JoJo, I would be like, yes, yes. I'm, I'm, like, making it rain with my hands right now. Like, fuck Jordan. Like, if you think Jordan's got money because he's a fucking footballer, like, wait until he, when he's 50, he's got, like, Alzheimer's or something because all the, the head injuries he's taking. I don't know. Do quarterbacks get head injuries? But you know what I mean. Like, football players, like, they make the, the a lot of money, but, like, they pay for that in time, taking off their life. But, Yeah. Got really depressing there for a second. Anyway, yes, so Chase, Chase Daddy, always number one in my book. You know, still waters run deep is my belief. And uh, yeah, he's 
He's very deep and very sensitive. And people just don't see it. But I think JoJo and him are really sweet together. I think they're going to go pretty far. Even though the editing of the show is convincing me that he's going to go home soon. But whatever. Um, JoJo just working the families like a pro. Just like a pro. Oh my god. She just, she just turns it on so well. Um, we go to a commercial and I spy with my little eye a Bachelor in Paradise preview where I swear to God, I saw this guy running on the beach and I thought it was James Taylor because I saw that curly hair and I was like, James Taylor, what are you doing there? And he looked so ripped. And I was like, how did James Taylor get that ripped all of a sudden? And then I realized it was Nick Vial. And so apparently he's going to be on Bachelor in Paradise. And, oh, man. It's like, it's like you're in a hotel and then like a dirty, wet rat just runs across the floor. Like, that's how I feel about Nick B. Nick B. All being on Bachelor in Paradise. Like, he's just one of the rats that you see running around the street. Um, you know what? I can't help myself being attracted to him, honestly. His Instagram is fucking fire. It's fucking fire. Um, but yeah. Personality-wise, <laughs> kinda turns off for me. But looks-wise, he can work it on Instagram, that's for sure. Okay, so we go back to Chase's date, and Chase's mom, like, oh my god, just chill. Chill the fuck out, Chase's mom. She was so weird. And I mean, not in like a terrible way, not in like an I hate you way, but like, oh my god, just chill for two seconds. Like, she seemed nice, but anyway. And Chase is talking to his sister... And they're like, love is more than just a word. And I'm like, like, is it? Is it? Because, like, I feel like you tell people you love them when you have that feeling of, like, I love you, you know? And it's just, like, it doesn't have to mean a million things. (laughs) Like, when I told my boyfriend I loved him, it didn't mean that I was saying, like, I'm gonna always be there for you, and all that stuff, like, I just said it, because I loved him, and, uh, like, maybe later get into all that stuff, (laughs) I mean, obviously, I'm gonna be there for him, and, like, our relationship has progressed past that point, but, like, I don't think I love you has to encompass all of these things, like, geez, take it one step at a time, and maybe that's why people are, like, on the show are so fucking tied up about this word. And they're just like, oh, I don't know if I'm ready to say it and all that stuff. It's like, say it when you feel like it, you know? God, chill out. Oh my God. And then Chase starts to cry. And I was like, yes, Chase, give me your tears. Oh man. Watching Chase cry, it, it turned out to be really sad because it was, it's like watching a dog get stepped on. Like, his eyes, they, like, get all droopy, and he's crying, and oh my god, it was so sad. Okay, and then he tells, he tells Jojo that, I'm falling in love with you, Jojo, or something like that, and it was so uncomfortable, I just, I can't, I can't, I just, like, 
my whole body just turned inside out when that happened. Not th- not because I think he's weird or anything, but like he was just staring at her, and then it's like I. Ugh. Ugh. Why does it have to be so weird like that? I don't know. Maybe us millennials, we don't get as cheesy as that, like they do on this show. We kind of show our love with, like, sarcasm, I guess. Oh, my God. I don't know. I feel like it's just so cringe. I say that about all all the romantic things on the show <laughs> I don't know I feel like it's oddly like specific to like certain things and I can't put my finger on like what makes them uncomfortable but all I know is that it does I don't know he was just like staring at her <laughs> he was just holding her and he just like took so long to say it like yeah I don't I feel like other people would think it was weird because like when you tell someone you love them it should just be like, I feel like it would be so much better on the show if they just chilled out and they were just like, I love you, baby. And like said bye. Like that would be so cute. But they have to make it so weird by being like, Jojo, I want to tell you, I love you. And it, ugh, you ruined it. Just be cute. Just be cute about it. Um, oh my God. Yeah. Chase, like, you gotta be all in. Like, Robbie said I love you, like, fucking week three. I mean, you gotta be all in. You can't just say I'm falling in love with you. You have to say you're in love. Come on, Chase. Step it up. Oh, man. All right, so we're done. Done with Chase's date. I'm just trying to get through these dates. (laughs) Because... Uh, hometowns are so boring, aren't they? They're pretty boring. I didn't mind watching this show, though, because, like, I I like when the dates are kind of boring, but they're more, like, real and personal. So I'll take a boring date that is personal and, like, is about the love over any dramatic episode, always, and any one that's filled with, like, oh, we're going here and we're going on this date. Like, I don't care about that shit. Anyway, you know this app's gonna be boring when they tried to make Jordan's part dramatic in the preview. And it was like, what did they say? It was something about like... Oh man, what was it? I don't know. I think it was JoJo saying something about like... I'm like, I didn't expect this at all or something. And then it showed up in Chase's date. And so immediately I was like, wow, okay, I guess nothing of substance is going to happen on Jordan's date. And I was right. Uh, Except for the fact that friggin' a little herd of deer like runs behind Jojo and it was the cutest thing ever. I love Jojo. She's so cute. I don't know why my phone is going off so much. Oh, man. Oh, my God. What is going on on Facebook? Oh, yeah, I posted to the Rose Buddies group, and everybody's replying to me. That's why. I see. Um, God. Uh, JoJo sees Jordan, and she just lets out, like, the most, like, forlorn sigh at seeing her long-lost love. 
I I have so many opinions on like what's gonna happen this season. I'm gonna save them for the end though because I don't want it to get like too spoilery. So I'm gonna save it. I'm gonna save it till the end of this episode. But look forward to it. So we go to Jordan's high school for some reason. Um, why do we go back to high school for these dates? Why? Don't you have anything more important in your life that happened after high school? Like, oh my god. Like, I feel like these people who go back to high school for their hometown date are just weird. Like, most of the time, I just want to forget that part of my life. Like, why would you want to go back there? And they have this weird sense of, like, nostalgia, but, like, Ah, these were the best days of my life. Really? Really? I don't get what this, like, this reverence for for high school is in, like, the American and, like, Canadian, I guess, psyche. Because to me, it just seems fucking insane. (laughs) Oh, my God. And then Jordan pushes JoJo up against the library bookshelf I don't know why he keeps pushing women up against the wall specifically Jojo but like we don't like that shit we don't like it we don't like being unbalanced and Jordan does it in the weirdest way he like pushes her when she's not ready and then she's like oh 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 and then like he pushes her back and it's like that's not cute like at least if you're going to push a girl up against the wall, like, grab her, like, n- like behind the back, like, in the middle so that she knows that she's not going to fall. And when she starts, like, falling back, and, like, make sure you support her and support the back of her head so that she knows she's not going to bonk her head on the wall. That's how you do it. But Jordan does it completely fucking weird. Anyway, but yeah. Just be there for your lady, guys. Like, just be there. Guys and gals, of course. Um. Oh my god, yeah. So they go, they go to the front door, and uh, JoJo's like, oh, I'm nervous. Feel my heartbeat. And Jordan just gets to second base right on camera. He feels it with the back of his hand, though. So I was like, ah, smart move. About to get all PG-13 up in here. Um. Oh my god. Okay, so we see the Rogers family. And I think you all know what I'm about to say. (laughs) Is that I think we all know where Jordan got his striking features from. Hashtag the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Oh my god. And what I'm referring to is the White Walker ass man. That is Jordan's father. Jordan's dad is like... He's like the ghost of his future. Like, you know, in in that Christmas story or whatever, when, like, the ghosts of Christmas future comes, Jordan's dad is like the ghost of what Jordan's gonna look like when he's older, and it is not good. It's not good. Um... Yeah, so, I mean, I I already thought Jordan looked kind of weird because his face is kind of fucked up. But, like, now that I see his dad, it's like, woof, wow, 
I mean, could have been a lot worse. And, like, his mom is so pretty. Like, he must have fucking lots of money. (laughs) I mean, I don't want to say that because, like, hashtag love exists. But pretty ugly. And she's still there. She's still hanging out with him. So she must love him. Or else he's got a lot of money. Or else he's great in the sack. But I don't know. Maybe it's all three. Maybe it's all three. Maybe they have a perfect marriage. Who knows though? I mean, I kind of get suspicious of these like white picket fence families. I don't know. I just don't understand. How? How do they work? I don't know. I don't know. I can't even put my finger on it. Like, are you really happy? Or like, there's got to be some fatal flaw. Do you hear that car beeping outside? why there's got to be like some fatal flaw in those kinds of families that like that fucking car oh my god anyway let's just move on um jordan's mom describes jordan as spicy he's a spicy child and uh i mean yeah i i i would describe Jordan is spicy, but, like, in the sense that you're liable to get diarrhea after ingesting. But she probably wasn't thinking of it the same way as I was. Um, And then we get a picture of Jordan when he was younger. And he just looks like he's about to fucking murder someone. If I'm sure everybody knows what I'm talking about, so there's no need to repeat it. But he looked terrifying. Oh my god. Oh, that car! Why is it going off so much? What are they doing? These people that live beside us, I swear to god, I'm living next to, like, the Guy Fieri of, like, car. Like, make... Like, Pimp My Ride is my next door neighbor. What's that shop that they were at called? I don't know. But, like, they're always trying to, like, work on their cars and, like, fucking blowtorch shit. And, like, they've got the solder out. And, like, oh, man, they're always just making noise. I'm such an old person. Um, yeah. But I feel like right now they're trying to, like, do something crazy with their car. Like, fucking, like, change the lock system or something. Or, like, I don't know, in the horn keeps going off. I have no idea, but that's just what I'm assuming. Anyway. Um, yeah. The one, the one reason I can't 100% buy into the idea that Chase is going to win is that they're always making her and Jojo and Jordan seem like they're in trouble Or, like, something's wrong with their relationship every single time they're together. And this is exactly what they do for the winning couples every single season. They did this with Sean and Caitlin. Was his name Sean? I forget. Yeah, Sean Booth. Yeah. Uh, The guy who killed Abe Lincoln. Uh, And then, yeah. Who else did they do it on? Mm, Not sure. 
But they always do that. And they always say like, oh, I don't know. Things are working out because they try and throw you off. So like that's what makes me think that like Jordan is going to win. But like I think her and Chase have a better connection. I don't know. Okay, so we're on to Robbie's date. I gotta move my legs. I'm starting to cramp. I'm in bed. How could I be this uncomfortable? Okay. So we find out the the carriage driver who is taking Robbie and Jojo around town in Florida. Uh, his name is Robbie as well. So we all know the caliber of Robbie's out there in the world. Let me just fix my mic two seconds. Ah! Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Um, P.S. Who the fuck wants to ride in a carriage anymore? Who the fuck wants that? Is that a thing? Is that a thing? Because, like, I saw that carriage pull up and I was like, it's 2016. It's 2016. Do people still ride around in carriages? Like, I get the nostalgia and, like, the, oh, it's a carriage. Like, it's so romantic. But, like, also I feel like it's so archaic and weird. <laughs> I don't know. Not as weird, though, as the shot they had of the pirates walking down the street for some reason. Um, I don't know if any of you noticed that. They, there were some pirates walking down the street. I don't know why. They were like, Florida's so interesting. And they showed these pirates. And I was like, I guess you're right. You got me. Oh my god. And then Robbie says, quote, She hasn't told me she's love me yet. Okay, Robbie. I think he's still drunk after that sleepover date, the slumber party, during the day. He was fucking toasted. I think he's still a little drunk. Oh, man. So, yeah, we talked to the parents. I mean, not we, because I wasn't there, and we weren't there. Maybe you were there. Who knows? Maybe Robbie... <laughs> Maybe Robbie's listening in and just, like, crying a silent tear and how mean I am to him. But, uh, Robbie, if you're listening, sorry, it's no hard feelings, it's just you're not, you're not my kind of guy. Um, I always get weirded out when the parents act like they know shit about their kids, like they're always like, yes, Robbie, Robbie has always been like this, and Robbie will tell you every day that he loves you, and all this stuff, and it's like, how, it, is that how families are supposed to be? Because I don't think I got on the wrong track <laughs> with mine. My parents don't know shit about me. Uh, <laughs> if you ask my mom, like, what my degree was, she, she couldn't fucking tell you. She could not fucking tell you. <laughs> so I hear these parents and they're just like, oh, she... She is just such a kind heart and all this stuff. And I'm just like, how do you know? How do you know? Do you really know them? Do you? Because I guess that's apparently like how a lot of families work is that they like hang out with their kids and stuff. But I don't know. That's not what happened to me. But who knows? 
I feel like I would get on there. I would get on that show and my hometown would just be like me miserable. (laughs) Just like my parents saying all this embarrassing shit and like utter lies and me being like, no, that's, that's not true. Like, that's not how any of this works. And like, stop, stop embarrassing yourself. (laughs) Like, oh, I don't know. Maybe I'm just a huge bitch. Man. Oh, Jojo's accent is so cute. I just have to say. Oh, man. Yeah. Let me just say, Robbie's one brother, he's got two brothers, but one of them, and you know which one I'm talking about, he could probably go to a Mitt Romney event and just, like, slip into their family car and no one literally no one would know the difference they'd get home and be like okay sons all of you get ready for dinner and he would just be part of the fam like no one would fucking notice he looks exactly like he could be just part of the romney fam oh man there are so many men that look like that are they are they breeding them are they Are they genetically, like, manufacturing them? I don't know. Maybe that's why I'm weirded out about Robbie. I mean, I've already said many times that Robbie's a lizard person. So, like, maybe I'm not far off. Oh, man. Jojo tells... Oh, because... Yeah, Jojo says that she's falling in love with both Jordan and Robbie this episode. And I'm like really? Like, those two? Those two. Out of all the guys, all the guys, you pick Jordan and Robbie. I feel like those are the least viable men currently on this show. But okay, Jojo. Just do you. Just, just do you. Do you. Oh, man. Here's where we get into the deep shit, people. Because the whole thing comes out about Robbie's ex and uh, Robbie, like, coming on the show really, like, close to when he broke up with her and everything. And as soon as I saw Robbie's reaction to the rumors that were going around, like, I knew there was more to the story. And that his ex must have been, like, really bad to him. And, like, you can... I've, I've seen it too many times. Like, that, like, abuse... And, like, abuse happens to men, too, people. I mean, it's ignorant for anyone to say, like, oh, he can't be this victim of abuse and all that stuff. But, like, I'm, I'm like, 100% sure that she was, like, an abusive person <laughs> to him, like, emotionally. And, like, literally, she hit him. So, like, she abused him. So, I feel like, I don't want to say I feel bad for him, but, like, my heart goes out to Robbie because... Like, I understand that situation and, like, I can feel his pain and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, like, I might not like Robbie uh, from, like, a personal standpoint. But, like, from, like, I, I've heard his story now and, like, I've, I've, he's said it on the show and, like, I believe him. And, yeah, domestic violence hashtag never okay um and yeah 
Yeah. It's it's sad that he had to go through that and that she's being a dick to him and stuff. And that people are kind of questioning his his uh his truth or whatever what he's saying cuz like I think I, f- I believe him that he's genuine and that he was just in a shitty relationship and like yeah, he probably did just had enough and then he wanted to move on and signed up for the bachelor like why the fuck not i mean can you blame him but yeah i just felt bad that that happened to him and then he was so sad and robbie uses the phrase (laughs) see this is why i can't fucking i can't sympathize with you (laughs) not that i can't sympathize with you but like robbie Robbie, you can't. Uh, let me just tell you. He uses the phrase, nip it in the butt. <laughs> B-U-T-T. Not nip it in the bud. Nip it in the butt. <laughs> and I was just like, Robbie, oh my god, you goober. You absolute goober. Oh man. Anyway, he says bye to Jojo. And he... The camera cuts to, like, this umbrella that they were holding on the ground. And it's like, wow. I mean, they're trying to get almost as, like, deep and symbolic as they did on the friggin', like, Fuerza Bruta date. Where, like, it started, the water was falling down on Jojo in the crowd. And she was, like, dancing and smiling after she went sent Wells home. I mean, you'll never get that deep, but, like... Umbrella on the ground, I mean, hashtag symbolism. But anyway. Yeah. So we move on to Luke's date. And we're getting farmy up in here. We're getting farmy up in here, that's for sure. So she's wearing the boots that he gave her on night one. And I I saw it immediately. I was like, oh, that's so cute. Because I know this show inside and out. And, uh. Yeah. I'm game. I'm game for Luke. <laughs> I'm game for Luke for Bachelor. I'm I'm 100% in. Actually, no, you know, I would be 100% if Luke just put a tiny bit more inflection into his voice when he talked. But yeah, I'm I'm pretty on board for Luke for Bachelor, so I'm hoping that that'll happen. I literally don't give a fuck who goes home as long as it's not Chase. Because like if Luke goes home this week, Mm, don't care. He's going to be Bachelor anyway. Uh, as long as he just doesn't make it to the end. Because, like, we all know we want Luke for Bachelor. And I don't think JoJo's going to pick him in the end. I don't know. Maybe I was just reading into it because I thought Luke was going to go home this week. And so I, I didn't think I saw any connection. But I don't know. Hmm. And, like, I, I'm just worried because, like... I don't want next season to be boring. Because Luke, I feel like, is such a boring person. Like, he's stoic. But, like, being stoic doesn't necessarily make you that interesting. But you know what? Like, maybe boring is okay. Because, like, with Juan Pablo, we were like, ah, it's going to be so exciting. And then we all know how that went down. Maybe the show needs a bit of boring so it doesn't just, like, crash and burn off the rails 20 people dead kind of thing like it did with Juan Pablo. Oh, my goodness. 
What a crazy season. And so hor- not horrifying in the way that like you want to watch it again, like Ben Flanick's season. Like I want to watch that again because I forget like how amazing Courtney Robertson was. But horrifying in the way of like I never want to see that again because of how horrible it was. That was like Juan Pablo's season for me. Oh, man. Anyway, so he invites like 50 of his friends over and this is People were surprised. They're like, oh my God, like he doesn't know that many people. No, this is literally what small town living is like. I've been, I've lived in a small town and like you literally have that many friends and I miss my hometown a little bit because I have so many friends there, but it's not like friends, friends. It's like acquaintances, but like some of them are good friends, but like everybody, it's like this inbred friend group that everyone from high school like knows each other and like hangs out when you're older and stuff. So I understood I was feeling Luke at that point. Oh, man. Luke talks to his dad about serving his country and all that. Like, honestly, it's so sweet. And, like, I hate myself for buying into this narrative. (laughs) But honestly, like, what a wonderful man. Like, being a veteran and being, like, such a sweetheart. Like, I feel like Luke was just pulled... Right out of, like, a Nicholas Sparks novel. Just right off the page. (sighs) And, like, I know I've said before, like, I'm sick of the veteran veteran narrative on the show and, like, serving your country and all that shit. But, like, that's... Like, talking with his dad, I was like, he is a good man. Like, he served his country and he came back safe. I'm so thankful. I don't know what came over me. Something about Luke. Something about Luke just gets me going. Oh, man. And then we get the music. That Dan and Shay song. What's it called? Be all these live from the ground up. I don't know. I sung it wrong. I totally just sung it wrong. But oh well. Um... Hashtag no tears. Uh, please. I almost cried. It was so sweet. If I was in a certain mood, I would have cried. But it would have been really embarrassing, so I'm glad that I didn't because <laughs> I would have hated myself. Um, but it was, it was sweet. It was cute, and it was sad. I had no idea that JoJo was going to pull that shit on us and be like, I gotta send Luke home. I had no idea I was like, oh, they're playing the music. Oh, my God. He's going to go so far. And then she was like, got to send Luke home. And I was like, oh, how dare you? How dare you, Bachelor? Oh, man. Like, they literally only reserve these songs for, for like, the final person. Like, what was the one? Oh, man. Like, like Desiree and Chris's season, they had that song or something. I don't know. I don't know. They always play the song that they had, like, at the little private concert they had. Um, anyway. But, I mean, I, it's clear they're setting him up to be The Bachelor. Because they're making it all romantic and all this stuff. They're just making everybody fall in love with him. And it's working! It's working. It's definitely working. Anyway this show this this is the moment in the show where i was like i 
love The Bachelor, and I will be here until the day I die. Or until until they cancel this goddamn show for, like, racist, like... <laughs> because, like, some law in the future, like, says, okay, this show's terrible, like, we gotta take it down. We gotta take it down. Um... But, oh my god. It's so beautiful. It's like, I know you're manipulating me, but I love it. And I want you to keep doing it forever and ever. Oh, because that moment, that song with Luke and all that, oh my god, it was beautiful. And then we get to this fancy pants rose ceremony, and I was loving it. It was so good. I've been really into... I'm one of those people that, like, follows all those luxury blogs on, like, Tumblr and stuff. And so, immediately I was, like, wet in the pants when I saw that they were at that little airplane hangar with that private jet and they were all fancy pants. Oh, my goodness. I'm sorry I'm being so weird. Oh, man. Is it really necessary for Chris Harrison to be on this show? I say it every fucking week. Is it necessary? Like, leave. Leave. He only serves... Can he be, like, a Neil Lane character where, like, he only appears if he's absolutely needed? Like, like, like in Desiree's season when Brooks went home and then Chris Harrison was there to, like, comfort her and talk to her about it and everything. Like, that's where he's necessary. But, like, he doesn't need to be in the rose ceremony and all this bullshit, like... Please, just cut him out. I said this before, but just cut him out like he's about to kill you. Like he's a tumor that is infecting you slowly from the inside. Just fucking rip it out. Just do it. Um, my boyfriend is home, so don't be surprised if he crashes in the door and disrupts the entire podcast. Um, moving on, JoJo's boobs are popping. And I'm so thankful <laughs> because, whoo, her, her breasts are beautiful. They're so perfect. Anyway, she says in the interview that she has to say goodbye to Luke. And, an, and the entire nation was like, what? What? Like, and at this moment, oh my God. Don't, oh fuck. They just turned the air conditioning on. It's noisy. You're going to have to deal with the air conditioner. Because I'm too lazy to go out and tell them to turn it off. And I don't want to yell into the microphone. <laughs> so deal with it. Um, this is the point where, on Twitter, I just said, like, fuck it. Like, just throw this trash bag into the dryer and just let it burn. Just let it burn. Because <laughs> I was fucking floored. I was like, How? How is she going to send, like, I was so shocked that she was going to send Luke home. I thought it would be, like, Chase or Robbie. But no, she says Luke. And then <laughs> Luke comes out, tells Jojo that he loves her and is so, like, sweet with her. And then jojo's like i don't know what to do of course it changes things and all that and at this point i'm just like oh my god this show i will always i will always love it and this is the point where i was like fuck like i'm in it i'm in the thick of it 
I feel like these past couple seasons, they've just, like, gone overboard. Like, maybe Ben's season, because I skipped out on that one most of the, most of it, like, towards the end. Um, I feel like, at least with this season, like, the caliber of, like, storytelling and, like, editing has been absolutely A+. And, like, maybe I don't appreciate it as much, because, like, I, I like the love part, but, like, from like a spectator perspective of just quality of dramatic influence of the show this season is like whoo it's been insane oh man anyway jojo just savagely crying and then we get the the old to be continued and I was so mad. I was so mad. I was like, are you fucking kidding me, Bachelor? Are you kidding me? Like, this show is like that ex who treats you like shit, but, like, you just keep going back to. It's like, why do you do me like that, Bachelor? Why? But I'll always love you. Oh, and then we get this blooper scene. I'm so excited for next week. Um... I'll just say that. But we get this blooper scene in the credits and Jojo and Chase are building a a snowman and just blatantly, blatantly disregarding the leave no trace rule that all campers and hikers know. And I was like, how dare you? He just went right over to the fucking bush and like broke off a branch. I was like, Chase, have you never like gone on a hike? With your, with like your school, like on a field trip, and they tell you don't break the plants off on the trail? How dare you, Chase? Maybe I don't want you to win. Okay, anyway, so from now on, in, in this, I just swallowed right into the microphone. Um, from now on, uh, it's gonna be spoilery from, from the rest of the point on, because I've seen some things... And uh, I, it's just spoilery for next week because I know who's going to be there next week. So if you don't want to get spoiled, turn away now. Turn the podcast off. And I'm going to get into it, okay? So here we go. Make sure you're, you're out of here if you don't want to get spoiled for next week. I don't know who wins. So don't be worried about that. But next week, I definitely know. Um, I don't know who goes home, but I know who's... One or two people who are going to be there. Uh, yeah. Okay. So Jojo, also, this is just me speculating. So Jojo says that all the guys are nice and everything, but like, she just wants to find the best husband. So like, that makes me feel like she's going to pick Chase because Chase is a guy that you want for the long haul. But like, she was also talking to Jordan about like, oh, how do I know that like, you tell me this, but like, is it going to be forever? And all that stuff. And, like, if you know JoJo's, like, worried about that, she must be thinking about forever with him. So, like, I bet, yeah, Jordan and Chase are going to be final, too. But, and this is where it gets weird, fucking Chase and Robbie both make it to next week. And I know this because I looked, I, I wasn't even trying. I, like, accidentally, someone posted it in the group. And I wasn't even trying, but I looked at the the whole preview for... From episode one, like that big long form preview that they give at the beginning of the season. And you can literally see 
Um, well, first of all, they're going to Thailand, and <laughs> they say it in the preview, I think. But even before she said it, I saw them in, like, the tropical, like, I knew it was Thailand because of Ashley A. Bear season, and it looks the exact same. And Chase is there on, like, one of the little fishing boats with her, and they're hanging out, and you can literally see them go into the overnight date as well. And you can see Robbie there with his little Thai, like, fan. And, uh, yeah. So, like, I'm shocked because I can't believe Robbie nor Chase are going home this week. But in the preview, they don't show any um, trace of Jordan or Luke in the final, in the final, like, three or two episodes. Maybe Luke in the final couple episodes, but, like, I think Luke's portions of the preview were from like the previous dates that he's been on but I don't remember them that well so I'm assuming they're from the earlier dates because I don't think he's gonna make it that far I honestly think he is still gonna go home next week um maybe she'll bring all four of them who knows but that would be cool that'd be a good way to fill up the time because those overnight dates they can get a little boring well, not boring, but, like, there's three men and you gotta fill two hours. Anyway. Yeah. And also, we heard this audio snippet from Luke when they're previewing the men tell all. And Luke was like, I had no idea what I was getting into or something like that. So, it made me think that, like, Luke was gonna be on men tell all. But, like, we all know that the previews lie. So, maybe they're just trying to make you think that Luke is going to be on Mentel Wall, but that he actually makes it pretty far. And then I got to thinking, I got to thinking, I was like, what if they do a fucking Hail Mary and send Jordan the fuck home? And I was like, there's no way. But then I was like, maybe, maybe they're going to send Jordan the fuck home. And I would be, I would be like, oh my God, how? Like, please send him home. Cause I don't like him. Like, I don't like him. He's not entertaining. And I like the other guys better. Like, I don't think Luke, I mean, I think they're going to make Luke the next bachelor. So like if Luke did make it another week, he'd be sent home that week. But please send Jordan home for the love of God. Uh, <laughs> I was just like thinking and I was like, why couldn't Jordan go home? Maybe they're just trying to pull the wool over everyone's eyes. And then be like, oh, psych. Jordan's going home, motherfuckers. Because I don't understand how Robbie and Chase could stay and Luke or Jordan not. But I think what they would do is just send Luke home. And then he can be the next Bachelor. But that made me wonder because they said, oh, I have to send Luke home. And now she's like, oh, what if I change my mind? It's like... Well, why did you tell us you were going to send Luke home and then just do it next week? Do the same thing, which I assume they would do. But also, I was like, what if they fucking flipped it on us? Sent Jordan home. That would be insane. Anyway, my mouth is filling with saliva and I've got to get out of here. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Last thought. Um, Chase is perfect. And Jojo deserves a wonderful man like him. And if she doesn't pick him, 
she doesn't deserve a wonderful man like him because she's an idiot and she doesn't appreciate all the wonderful things that Chase will give her and like be supportive of her in life. So like Jojo, that's on you, girl. And I'm going to see what happens. But like if you pick Chase, I'm going to be 100% like <laughs> in love. And they're going to be the next Ashley and JP, I swear. They're so perfect. Anyway, I'm going to head out. And yeah, don't have anything clever to say on the way out. Bye!